Aloha Talofa, Lava, and Malalele to you, my cleaning, Ohana, my cleaning crew. Guess what? This is your host, Malefua, and I have a special guest with you. I am so excited. Um, here I have DJ Peeper. DJ, woo, woo, woo. Okay, so um, DJ, he is a friend of mine, and I just wanted to have him come on and um and share his story and also y'all know how i do i have questions i love to ask questions and um a few things about you um actually let me let you talk dj um fun fact about you that we don't know about you oh so i am a type 1 diabetic oh okay 24 years 24 years type 1 diabetic and we're gonna pray for you after this thank you (laughs) all right so you guys um before we jump into the commercial, just want to let you guys know um, that we have been talking about um, we've been talking about relationships in the previous podcast. We talked about what it looks like to date while being single, mm-hmm. actually in this season of singleness, and also what it looks like to be um, single and a virgin. And that was the um, past couple of podcasts and now we're gonna be talking to DJ about what it was like and hearing a man's perspective on what it was like for him to be in this singleness um, in that singleness season and transitioning into marriagehood and so you guys I'm so excited mm-hmm. but before we go on you guys thank you guys so much for being faithful and listening in because I get paid and so I appreciate you guys and go ahead and listen to this commercial break and we will be right back. All right, cleaning crew, my cleaning Ohana. Thank you guys so much for listening to that amazing podcast again. Um, if y'all need a voiceover, <laughs> come on tell me i'll get paid doing it but anyways we're back with dj peeper dj whoop 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 <laughs> so dj please um first of all you are a believer that's right and you are a husband that's right in the education and education system yeah so that's amazing and you guys that's how we met we do we are both educators yeah. And um, we were both believers. And it's so cool because I always see you wear that hat. Mm-hmm. And it says word. I'm like, yes. oh my gosh, word, like word, word, or like word, the word of God. Word, the word, uh, word of God. There you yeah. go. And so, um, DJ, please um, paint a picture for us. Okay. And um, help us, like, you know, take us on a journey as to how you became a believer at first. Yeah. So, um, for me, I, am, I was born and raised in St. Louis, Missouri. And I was a sports fanatic. Mm. All I did was play sports and all my friends played sports. And actually, so my friends that I played sports with, uh, soccer was my number one sport. He, his name was Luke and I met him at church. One day my cousin was like, hey, come to this church with us. I was really young, so I had no choice. Mm -hmm. It was just, I was going to church and I just hung out with all my friends. And I met a lot of friends there and we played soccer and that was, hey, we're cool. Like, let's play soccer together. Yeah. And it just grew from there. Um, like, I saw God through relationships mm-hmm. and I still didn't understand. I wasn't mature, right? I saw the love. Like, mm-hmm. I, I could see the love, 
but I didn't know where that came from God, right? And so one day we went to church camp and I didn't know what I felt. I just started crying. I was like, oh yeah, this is awesome. Like they're the worship team. Like people talk about worship music, like that gets me, music gets me. So uh, I heard God through that and all my friends were crying. I was like, dude, why are we crying? And we had no idea. Like, and I was like, all right, man, I talked to our worship pastor, uh, Titus. I was like, Titus, man, I'm ready to, to be baptized. I'm ready. And he was like, okay. He asked me a couple questions. Um, I was young and naive. I didn't. I was like, yeah, I just, yeah, that sounds You're about 15. right. Fired up, right? Yeah, and I didn't was even fired up for God. I didn't know what I was fired up Ooh, for. I didn't okay. know what I, I didn't have someone to actually explain what I was feeling because I was really bad at wow. talking. I didn't know how to communicate in that way. I communicated through music. I communicated through words, like writing, not speaking. And so. Mm-hmm. I got baptized by my best friend's dad, uh, Scott Seppel, mm-hmm. and I was 15, and he was like, D, you got a target on your back now. Wow. I was like, it's all right, cool, <laughs> you know, and I was like, I don't cool, know what that, yeah. Target. yeah, I didn't know what that meant, I was like, cool, and I didn't know how to ask, like, what did that, what do you mean, like, what mm-hmm. does that look like, and so he's like, all right, cool, I'm here for you, and I said, all right, cool, okay, transition right into high school, first day, freshman year, my life just went, shoo- downhill right i figured out wow girls okay cool um went that route and then wow drugs psychedelics you know weed Mm -hmm. drinking uh, all these things and i didn't know who god was i didn't even ask i didn't think like i would show up to church like hungover in high school with Mm -hmm. my friends um so we didn't really i can't say we didn't have people there to talk to i just don't think we cared enough like we didn't think it was bad it's like Mm -hmm. hey i show up on sunday i'm here that's good enough right yeah i'm out (laughs) peace take my communion cup and i'm out um (laughs) so my heart wasn't there Mm -hmm. like my heart wasn't for god um on the outwards i didn't even act like i knew who god was you would never know i was a believer um and so that was really it right and i hit Mm -hmm. high school i mean that that run with Sex, drugs, rock and roll. That's what I'll call it. All yeah. through high school? All through high school, yeah. Wow. It went from 15 till 23. Like, wow. I went on a run. And I I moved out here when I was 25, mm-hmm. you know. And But that big turning point yeah. to where, like, I, I just hit bad relationship after bad relationship. Like, being single was my favorite thing because I didn't need to be committed. Ooh. Right? right? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah. Y'all, did y'all just hear that? Say yeah. that again for the so, people way in the back. Being single was my favorite thing because I didn't need to be committed. Wow. Right? It was an easy, easy thing for me to choose mm-hmm. because I watched my dad, like my biological dad, um, he was not even married to my mom, had me. Mm-hmm. I got diabetes at four years old. He bounced. He said too much. Wow. Right? Like there was a choice, mm-hmm. you know, but in those type of, you know, situations, there is no choice. Mm-hmm. It's, you're my dad. Be yeah. there. Right? Um, end of story. And so for me, I was like, cool, I don't have to be committed. I don't have to take care of somebody. I don't have to do anything. I'm selfish, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and so for me, I was like being selfish jumping in and out of relationships but not even calling them relationships right so what you're saying is that you were single yes and um you were with girls Mm -hmm. 
but there was no title. You yeah. didn't. You guys weren't yeah. in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Emotions makes sense. Too much emotion for me. Okay, got um, it. I couldn't even regulate my own emotions, mm-hmm. let alone. I would still react versus respond. Okay. Makes sense. Like we would get in the conflicts. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, and the leave. Got it. Um, plus, it was very scary. Mm. Really scary. Like showing somebody all of myself when I don't even know myself. Yeah. Right. Um, so I stopped about like twenty three. When I say I stopped, I like stopped searching, stopped looking for women. Um, got into a good beginning of a good relationship mm-hmm. um, about twenty four. Okay. And so 23, 24 is when I started acting. I just woke up one day. And you started acting? Started what? doing, like, acting, like, in films. On, okay. Yeah, I was yeah, like, you were, like, yeah, acting yeah. on the word? Or, sorry. Uh, okay, so actually going to yeah. the um, entertainment industry. Entertainment industry. Okay, yeah, sorry. So before that was sports. My whole life sports. Okay. Broke my foot in my last MMA fight. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Um, you said MMA fight? Yeah, I did, I did Yo, a lot you, of things. Really? Yeah, that yeah, yeah. I wrestled all through high school. No mm-hmm. way. Good to yeah. know. So I wrestled all through high school, played soccer, um, stopped playing soccer, you know, 19 mm-hmm. years old, 20, started full time, like, that's my, that's my new profession, was mm-hmm. professional fighting, that's what I was going for. Um, I wrestled and did martial arts from 15 wow. till 23, till 24, I broke my foot. And so, I had a lot of time to sit and mm-hmm. think, right? Um, during that time, I, I call it like idle time, you know, like I didn't really do much, I had a broken foot and just kind of like hung around, watched surf videos all day and um, listened to a bunch of music. And then I just wrote poetry. I started hitting this, I switched from like this warrior mm. mindset of like, all right, fighting, 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 beauty, right? Wow. Beauty. And the way it happened, obviously God does what he wants to do. DJ had his own path. Right? Hey. Uh, I DJ s- had his own path. Yeah. Then DJ's foot got broken. Yes. Right. <laughs> DJ s- said, oh, wow. Uh, what is marijuana? Mm-hmm. Right? I I smoked, like, I smoked once in high school. Didn't like it. Went to 23. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, pot. Smoked pot and I just changed. It's slow. I have dyslexia. So mm-hmm. it slowed my brain down. And wow. I never read a book until, like, fully sat down and read a book. Like, wow. Until I was 23. So mm-hmm. I smoked pot. And that is not, I'm not encouraging that. I'm just saying this is my path. Um, I did that and I like took work off for the next two days and I went to the library. I went to the library and I just read everything I could. I just kept going and going and going. And I was like, wow, the library is actually really dope, especially mm-hmm. downtown St. Louis. Huge cathedral, oh, awesome stained glass. I bet it's glass. so beautiful. beautiful. Especially on rainy days, it like makes me think of Batman. Uh, that's what it looks like. It looks like Gotham. Yeah. And so I read. And I got into a lot of conversations with friends. Wow. And then I, what I really read, the, like what I read the most was poetry. And it just made sense. There was a cadence to it. There was a rhythm. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm half black and Sicilian. So there's like this beat and, this, and it's just <laughs> how poetry is for me. And so I started writing my own poetry. Mm-hmm. And I was able to get what I was feeling mm. out on paper. Wow. And I could write. And I was like, whoa, this is dope. And I thought it was because of weed. It wasn't. It was just, I smoked way too much after that point. <laughs> like, it was too much. And I had okay. a, I, I slowed down a little bit. And then I was realizing, like, wow, there's something very creative inside of mm-hmm. me. And I need to express it. Yeah. What is it? Um, I said, oh, it's acting. Mm. And I just started, I ran to a buddy, on the, like, literally in the coffee shop. I was done writing. And I said, Brent, what's good, bro? And he was like, D, what's up, man? And I go, what are you doing? He was like, getting ready to go to Germany, going to film school. I said, bro, I just started acting. He goes, dude, 
when I get back from film school, I'm going to do a film with you. I said, let's go. Wow. Like full. And literally I woke up and said, I'm going to be an actor. Wow. Like that's what it was. I was like, mm-hmm. I love movies. Those were, that was my dad. Yeah. Movies and music were my, were my father back then. Wow. That's, that's what I knew. And that's, I looked up to guys and I was like, in film, I'm like, that's who I want to be. I want to mm-hmm. be a character. Right. I seen myself in it. And so th- that's why I, like the transition to reading scripture mm-hmm. was my favorite. I saw myself in all of these dudes. Wow. King David was my number one, like other than Jesus, but like <laughs> reading his story. St- oh, man. Whew. But started acting, started doing that. And I just went around to every college in St. Louis and wow. said, hey, do you guys need somebody for a film? Do you need somebody for a film? They said, yeah, dude. And I just whoosh, took off from there. Wow. Moved out to uh, right here in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Uh, like that transition was a big transition for me. That was my first time ever living outside of St. Louis. Now, what made you leave St. Louis yeah. and move to Arizona? Comfort. I was very comfortable. Um, you, but you were comfortable about moving out No, here? I was comfortable in St. Louis. Oh, okay. I was very comfortable. And wow. so I hit this wall. I was like... Oh man, St. Louis! I've done all the filming that I can here, mm. but I I love it here. It's my home. It's where my family is. It's where I've been for 25 years. Yeah, I know St. Louis. Like anytime we would run away from the police, I knew where I was going because I know my neighborhood. Right? <laughs> like it's a comfort thing. And so I said, if I don't move out of St. Louis and get to California, I'm never gonna be an actor. Mm. It just won't. It won't work. Um, at least that's what I thought, right? Yeah. And so I moved, and I was like, L.A., here I come. And I was like, dude, I got like 300 bucks to my name. <laughs> and I go, L.A., here, I'm like literally on the road, and I'm like, I, I'm going to have to stay in Arizona with my buddy, you know? And we planned it out like two weeks before, but I was like, I'm really going to go to L.A. and f- live with somebody. Mm-hmm. But I'm a type 1 diabetic, so I needed insulin, and I need insurance. Right. And I was like, ah, oh, all these roadblocks, right? And... um I go, okay, so I stayed in Arizona, and he was like, dude, just live with me, I live in Scottsdale, not knowing what Scottsdale was, right? <laughs> and I'm like, all right, sounds good. And I get there, my rent's like 1,700 bucks, and I'm Ooh. like, dude, I'm working at a school making $12 an hour, like. Wait, so when you came to um, Arizona, you started working here? No, I worked at uh, a school in Madison. Oh, in Madison. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, cool. so I started working in Madison as a uh, para. So started right. out as a para, did that, I mean, I worked, Two jobs. Dang, twelve bucks, and you your rent was seventeen. Yeah, but he and I made it work. I got another job okay. after that, and then I was still paying like seven hundred, eight hundred dollars for myself. Right, we would split, and he's a doctor, and he was like, "Bro, I got you." And but he was one of the guys I grew up with in St. Louis, who I got baptized with. Are you so serious? So it's all full circle. I knew one person in Arizona, and it was my one of my best friends back home. Wow. And he moved out here two years prior, and. Became a doctor, did his whole thing, opened his own practice, and yeah, wow. he did it. Yeah, he was he did Congratulations it. Congratulations to you, friend. Mm-hmm. Wow, well, so, so you just moved out to Arizona because yeah. you were too comfortable mm-hmm. where you were at. Mm-hmm. And um, did you would you say that you moved because God told you, or you just? Oh moved? no, I didn't even. God could have been telling me, yeah, but I wasn't <laughs> listening. Right, like there was this. I knew there was something more, mm. but I didn't know it was God. Okay. Because remember, I came from the church. Right. Not, you know, I was like, oh, I've done this, been there, done mm-hmm. that. Church was never, I was never afraid. If someone said, hey, come to my church, I'm like, all right, dope. Right. Like, I got you. Like, mm-hmm. I, I grew up in that for a little bit, right? Um, and my grandma's Catholic. She's Sicilian. She's wild. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, I know 
my grandma was the rock mm. of our family with when it comes to faith. Um, always my grandma. And so, it's kind of crazy. My mom, my poor mom, she, uh, <laughs> she raised me and she was single for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I was very rebellious, very angry. She started going to church. I was knocking it. I was like, that's whack. That's stupid. How dare you? Like, things like that, yeah. you know? I was so hurt. Um, and then, like, full circle, I was like, Mom, I'm sorry. I see what you were trying to fight for. I yeah. see your relationship with God and how you pursued that and how I try to step in step mm-hmm. in front of that. Um, and I got familiar with some scriptures, and it was not pretty of what I was doing, right? Yeah. You know, I was being a hindrance, and like when Jesus talks about the millstone, yeah, that's Ooh. gnarly. That's what I was doing. I was like trying to knock down everything my mom was doing for God, and I'm her son. Yeah. And Jesus talks about who is my mother and who is my, my father, fa- my brother, right? Mm-hmm. Like, who are you? You know? And I was like, oh no, like my mom and her relationship with Jesus is more important than me mm-hmm. and her. And I didn't get it, and I, I felt yeah. hurt by that. And when did you get it? We started getting it. When I moved out here. So 2019 was Damn, right before the, the year. Oh my gosh, there was so much stuff that happened. Dang. So 2019, I literally January 1st, 2019, I moved out here and started what working way to at start the, the year. What a great way, right? Mm-hmm. And coming from Missouri, it was super cold out here, beautiful. And uh, why'd you think that way? Yeah, it was beautiful out <laughs> here. But then I hit summertime. I was like, wait oh, a minute. Yeah. yeah, that was no bueno. Uh, and so I'm out here. And started working at that school, mm-hmm. and I just I fell in love with the school. I fell in love with the people. Wow. They were all so fun. And there was a, a woman there named Trina. She looked like a rock star. Like literally, she looked like she was the coolest kid mm-hmm. in school back in her day. Right? She's a little. <laughs> she's like my mom's age. Right. So it's like it felt like a mom, but like she was like had pink hair on one side, blue hair on the other side. Super <laughs> funny. And she just started talking about her life. And she was like, yeah, I'm from L.A. I was like, oh, I'm moving to L.A. Like, my acting career. And she's like, mm-hmm. awesome. Um, yada, yada, yada. One of the other teachers heard. She was like, hey, my sister is the voice on Family Guy. You should link up with her. Wow. And I said, yo, I got my resume, my demo reel, my headshots. She goes, yes, send it all over. So, like, some time goes by. She sent it into her agent, which her agent ended up, like, following up with me later on. Mm-hmm. But within that, the girl at the school, she was like, tell me about her life she's like my husband he's in a rock band and I said whoa that's dope and I listened to the band and they sound like the Black Keys and I was like fire wow and so I loved it and they're like yeah we go to this church I go what (laughs) I was like she was like yeah like we're you know Christians and I go wait you you look like this and your husband's in a rock band and you're Christians and she was like yeah and I go okay she goes you want to come I said absolutely like I came and I went to the church and I seen like the first black guy there. There's not that many black people in Arizona. Me coming from St. Louis. Right. It was a total culture shock for mm-hmm. me. And I seen the one black dude. I was like, hey, what up, dude? And he was like, what's up, man? Name's Floyd. Um, the, you know, lead evangelist at the church. Yeah, we started talking. I go, yeah, yeah. Started chopping it up. He was like, hey, man, you want to go get wings uh, someday? And I was like, yeah, sure. Wow. And we got wings and I did my first Bible study that day. And wow. What drew me back to when I, like, I was a kid mm-hmm. to God now was people. It's always people. The relationship. The relationship. She was real at work. She said, hey, here's my life and here's my husband's life. Come over for dinner. Wow. Invited me to their home. We had dinner. We talked. And they said, here's where God did this, where God did that. And I was like, yeah, like I can see that. And mm. they would challenge me on things in my thinking. And I love yeah. that. And back to Floyd eating wings. We're sitting there. He's ordering 
wings and we're chatting and he's talking and I'm talking, talking about this. He asked me a question about God, like, what do you think about this? I go, oh, I think this way. And he's like, oh, that's good. Let's look at that scripture. Wow. And he brought it back to scripture. And, but he didn't walk around like, hey, opening his Bible and pointing, saying this, 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 you're doing wrong. You're doing wrong. It was, tell me about your life. Right. What do you think about, you know, what are your goals? What is your dreams? And how do you think about God? And mm-hmm. I was like, hmm. Good, 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 good. Questions. Yeah, and he was a, like, he wanted to go back to school for psychology oh, because wow. you could see how much he loved people. Mm-hmm. But it made sense that he's a minister, and it was really good. That is so interesting. So, at that time, where were you at emotionally? Mm. Rela- like, yeah. were you in, like, a relationship? Were you just not wanting to have any relationship? Where yeah. were you? Uh, I was definitely thinking of who who is DJ. Mm. Like, who am I, right? My big, my the, the biggest gift that God gave me, I realized was uniqueness. Mm. I'm very unique in my thinking, in yeah. my upbringing. Um, I know people always say, "Oh, you're not that special, kid." No, yada yada yada. I'm like, yeah, but God made me, uh-huh. so I am, right? Yeah. Like when you have to speak to those people and be like, yeah. whatever you say, but let me just cancel that and say, "Well, God made me, so yeah. I am." Yeah. Wow. You know, and it wasn't on a way of like. Ha, so shut up, right? Yeah. It was, mm-hmm. no, no, I really understand that yeah. God created me. The mm-hmm. same God that created the mountains and the waves Pretty created cool. me. And I'm like, that's very unique, mm-hmm. um, very special. So that's like my biggest thing. I don't know if you know anything about the Enneagram or anything like that. I've heard about the Enneagram. So I'm a four, which is an individualist. Mm-hmm. And I like am the romantic. Like I love the <laughs> arts. I love the poetry, right? I love being special, mm-hmm. right? And so I was trying to figure out how... how God, why do you think I'm special, mm-hmm. right? All the things that I did, why would that make me special, right. right? So I'm still trying to figure that out. That's where my heart was at. But it was, I want more, right? I want yeah. more of the good. I want more of the creation. I want more of the life and the man that God created me to be, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I wanted more of that, not more of what I was doing. I Got tasted it. the world. Mm-hmm. It was gross, right? <laughs> um, it was good for a little bit. But it never filled me up. I was always hungry. I was always wanting more. Um, I like what you said. You said it tasted only for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And one thing that my pastor just shared um, this past week was the key point. It was a key point. And it was what what was good for you in that season is a liability for you this season. Absolutely. And so it's like everything that you were going everything that you did in a past season mm-hmm. it was a liability for you in that in that season that you were in yeah. because you were hungry but if you were to eat those things that was going that would make you regurgitate yeah. and not make you feel good mm-hmm. so that's interesting wow yeah like also like the idea it wasn't bearing fruit mm-hmm. right like yeah. what i was doing wasn't bearing the fruit of the spirit and i realized that i didn't realize it then but like yeah. i was realizing that while I was going through these Bible studies, I was learning about Jesus and I was learning about God and I was learning about the disciples and the Old Testament and the New Testament and where it came from. And I was like, yo, these are answering those fiery questions that Mm -hmm. I have. Um, And it it just felt good. And I'm a a big feeler. So it's like, (laughs) yeah, this is good. My intuition was lighting up. Everything was aligning. And it was kind of like just breath taking when it 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 just hit right mm, yeah i was like All right, i'm ready to be baptized it took like four months of me studying the bible to let me think no i started studying in february got baptized july 10th which is coming right. up 
2019. Oh, wow. Yeah. July 10th. Yeah, it's coming right up. Yeah, that'd be three years. But so I got baptized in that time frame, but I was learning so much and I was serving a lot. I was like going to Mexico and playing soccer with like the the kids in the orphanage, you know, it was fun and it was cool to see God's people, but we all did it as a church, you know, and then we did this thing called, um, uh, I forgot what it was called, but we would stay the night with, with like kids and their families, like at churches at just random Mm. places and help them out and give them food and talk. It was cool. It was like, it was cool because it was very humbling and I felt like I wasn't doing much, but the people and the kids were like, oh, let's come play soccer with us. I was like, all right, cool. And it was so fulfilling. Mm. Right? It had nothing to do with me. Yeah. And that's what made it even more special. And I realized God talks about like protecting the the orphan, the widow, and the mm. outsider, right? And I've been all those things, wow. right? Um, I've been an orphan from God. I walked mm. away, right? I've been like an orphan from my father, my you normal dad, away, my biological yeah. dad. You know, a widow, I've lost something. I've mm-hmm. lost my connection with home, yeah. right? And the outsider, I felt like the outsider, I still feel like an outsider, mm-hmm. right? And, but like protecting those people, you know, was, was my, is my mission, yeah. right? To bring them in and, and say that you are loved and God loves you and you're taken care of here mm-hmm. in his kingdom, right? Wow. And so my, my, my thinking was less of DJ, more of God. Yeah. And I could start to f- blend the both, but God took over that. And it was wow. very refreshing. That's mm. all like literally when he talks about in Psalms, like here, I'll give you, I'll give you something to drink. Yeah. Right. And I'm like, yes, I needed that. You know? Yeah. And it was people, the people in our church. You know, that's where I met my wife was serving, you know. So she was at that church. Yeah, yeah, my wife was at the church. And mm-hmm. were so when you um met her mm-hmm. for the first time, what mm-hmm. was your first um impression? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I I literally said the construction worker girl, like my wife is <laughs> construction worker girl. Yeah, my wife is so beautiful, but when I first met her she was in like a construction outfit. She had the like, the uh, you know the neon uh, shirt, the, neon shirt. <laughs> the baggy pants, and she was wearing flip flops. And we were serving at one of these events, mm-hmm. and I asked like somebody else out on a date, like, "Hey, you want to go out this week? I got these things planned." And she's like, "No, no, go ask Morgan." I go, "Who was that?" I didn't know who she was. And she goes, and she points. I go, the construction worker? <laughs> and like, but God knew. I, I at the time, I didn't know. God knew because I was so focused on beauty. Uh-huh. Remember, I was always focused on one thing. And the first date I had with my wife, I think we went like on this like triple date with a bunch mm-hmm. of people. And I literally forgot there was other people around. Wow. I was so in focus with my, not even girlfriend at the time, my now wife. Mm-hmm. But I was in so in with that conversation we spoke for like three hours and forgot other people were around wow and i realized wow she is very beautiful Mm -hmm. not just on the outside because she got dressed up and yada 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 she didn't have on her construction she didn't have no construction (laughs) clothes on right yeah exactly and so she got dressed up and then we talked Mm -hmm. beautiful beautiful soul she's a a very complete opposite of me i'm all like this and yada yada is she a thinker she said you're a feeler does oh she no, thinks- she's a she's a big feeler too. Oh, she, <laughs> she oh man, when we get into it now, it's like we both feel so much, uh-huh. right? Uh, and so it's funny. But she's a helper. Like she's a person who uh, she's like a like a Martha 
in the in scripture. She's like, oh, oh no, Jesus is coming. We gotta clean up everything. Everything has to look nice, right. and she's we have to make it. Ser- she's a servant. Like mm-hmm. I met her at a serving event, right? right? And. She loves people so much. She doesn't want anybody to feel outside. She doesn't want anybody to feel hurt. And it's interesting yeah. how you identify her as a construction worker mm-hmm. because construction workers, they build things. Yes. And mm-hmm. like they're, they're servants. Yeah. They like to make sure that, you know, that the house that they're building, everything is, you yeah. know, to the right measurement. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you're saying um, you identify her as a construction yeah, I did, worker I did, yeah. shows a lot about her servanthood yeah. in the spirit. Yeah. But naturally, you were like the construction yeah, worker because of the look, right? Mm-hmm. Like wow. the look they have. But it also goes she does. She's not in the construction no more. What she does is she owns a cleaning business. What? Mm-hmm. So it makes wow. sense. She's inside your home cleaning. Yeah, that's what she's she still a servant. She's still a servant. Yeah. That is so crazy. Yeah. How you can use the gifts and the talents, mm-hmm. you know, in the outside world, outside of the church, and so after your guys date. And your guys' three hours conversation. Yeah. Um, what were your thoughts about her? Yeah. Were you were you thinking like, did you have this thought that oh man, like this is my wife, uh, or did you have this fear of like, mm-hmm. man, um, is? But did you have any like insecurity? Me? Right. She did you have any insecurities? Does uh, guys even have any oh, insecurities? Yeah. It's just a question. <laughs> yeah, dudes definitely have insecurity. I can't speak for everybody, but I know me and I know some of my mm-hmm. friends. And we struggle with that. We're humans, right? right. Um, it's about like a persona, though, mm-hmm. right? What am I trying to put out, right? Okay. Am I putting on a front because I have an insecurity about whatever X, Y, Z is, oh, okay. right? Um, for me, I try to be. I try. This is. I try to be as authentic as possible okay. because my biggest thing is the heart. I love people's hearts. Mm. What? What is your why? Yes. goes to acting what is your why what is your motivation mm-hmm. that's like these are acting terms right but it's people terms yeah you know why are you doing your podcast why am i doing right. acting you know it goes to the heart and jesus says what you're what's on your heart you know that's what you're bringing out mm-hmm. and so i had no insecurities at first i called my grandma the next morning i was like yo grandma uh, I think I had the date with my future wife, and no way. Yeah, yeah, I was in big time love, but like I didn't. I had to protect my heart, mm, right? Okay. Because I just got baptized not too long ago. Um, things are on the up and up for your boy over mm-hmm. here, and <laughs> I was like, I went on a couple. We in our church we call them encouragement dates. Mm-hmm. It's like we're here to encourage one another, and it's like I want to take us sister out at my church. So someone in the world doesn't and try to take advantage of her. That is so, so interesting. Dude. You guys call it encouragement day? Yeah. It what? was so weird for me. No, like I've it, never heard of yeah. that. My whole brain. By the way, that is such a great business. <laughs> I know, right? In the church. In the church. That's a great business strategy. Like it's. It's it, For me, it was very awkward. And I, mm-hmm. I'm not from that. I'm not from Same. a place of that. And wow. so I'm like, hey, man, you don't need to take her out to be this is your future wife go have fun that's what dating's oh, for okay. have fun with the opposite sex mm-hmm. right but it doesn't need to cross that line yeah you know if there's no feelings there if there's no god there it's not gonna be good right yeah. i don't want to take advantage of hey we're on this date so you know what's gonna happen right it's what the world says <laughs> that's right what the world mm-hmm. it's not what jesus says it's not what god says 
So it's like, go take care of your brothers and sisters. Go have fun with them. Like, they're sitting at the house by themselves. Ask them out on a date. Like, I remember our, my, my people who were helping me study the Bible, my friends is what Mm -hmm. I want to call them. Um, They're like, D, we used to go out every single weekend twice a week twice like we were trying to go on as many encouragement dates as possible because we want our church to be thriving we want our young people to be like you know we want our young people to have fun like nobody wants to go to a boring church that is crazy churches whoever y'all need to take this strategy and you know let y'all y'all single single people in the church Go on encouragement dates. Go on encouragement dates. Wow. You know, go in groups. It's fun. It's how you build friendships. And so you said that you were new to it. Mm-hmm. And so how was that transition, like you from coming from the world, yeah. like straight up, like, you know. Ratchet. I was ratchet. Get it in, get it yeah. out. Boom, right. boom, bang, bang. Yeah. And then just leave. Mm-hmm. So how was that for you, like with your mind being untransformed? Yeah. So I, I had Romans 12 too written on my bathroom mirror which says do not conform to the patterns of the world right but be transformed by the renewing of your mind Mm -hmm. so i had that stuck on my wall and i remembered my feelings Mm -hmm. right would say no go for her go for her go for this girl she looks good that and i had that feeling and i was like oh well i know how that worked Mm -hmm. last time in the world in church that's not what i'm doing that's not what god wants um so the transition was very it was easier, but it was harder by myself. It was easier with other people around. Okay. I could talk to older disciples, mm-hmm. right? Like followers of Christ. I could say, hey, dude, like this is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm feeling. He's like, oh, dude, that makes total sense. You're a yeah. dude and X, Y, Z, here's your past. Cool. Let's see what God says, though. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, cool. They would put me back on the path, right? Wow. And he's like, remember, you're not going on this date for you. Mm-hmm. You're going on this date for her. And to protect her heart, to protect her purity, you know, and to show like, hey, you guys can still have fun. And that's I read a book where it says that if a man can protect the woman's purity, like that is a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. And I I love what what they told you, like, hey, it's for you to protect her purity because I'd rather have you go out with her than some other men that she don't know that can take full advantage of her. Right. Wow. Right. Knowing I have to answer to God. Like, yeah. we both know that. Wow. Right? Like, we're on the same tip of, you know what you just said and how you just looked at me and how this, that, and the other, right? <laughs> and you're going to have to speak with God. You guys are both held accountable. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, mm-hmm. that is so interesting. So, how many dates did it take mm-hmm. for you to ask, to ask her to marry you? Oh, uh, so... All right, so I went from, um, we had our first date. I was like, yo, dope. Like, I'm trying to go back on more dates with her. I don't go out with anybody else. Like, that's how my brain, it said, ooh, I found her. Uh Uh-huh. I don't need nobody else, right? And I was on this pursuit of her. And for me, texting was like a normal thing. Mm -hmm. Coming from, like, listen, I was totally flipped upside down when I got into the church. Mm -hmm. Like, I was texting her all the time. And she was like texting me back and then all of a sudden she was like hey i don't think we can talk anymore and i didn't know why i was like oh uh okay and so i went on more dates and kind of hung out with other people and i was like oh but then she was like well it's because we're talking too much like i she was starting to get feelings i already had feelings i've been had feelings that's why you know i was like wanting to talk to her so much and it was funny because i didn't know Right, okay. but for her, she's like, I'm starting to get feelings, and I don't know if this is going anywhere. Oh, so it was this communication okay. error, right? 
And then, so we always, like her and I always laugh, like she broke up with me twice before <laughs> we started dating. Okay. Because we went back to the texting, talking mm-hmm. a lot. And I was wanting to make her my girlfriend sooner than I think that she either wanted to or knew. Like, Mm -hmm. is this for sure? I heard you're talking to other people. And I'm like, oh, I mean, yeah, I was texting them, but it wasn't on like a relationship. It was a, hey, we were cool and friends, Mm -hmm. right? And I was like, I'm friends with everybody in the church now because I I know I don't have the idea to sleep with them. Yes. You know? And it's crazy Mm -hmm. how she said, I heard that you were talking Mm -hmm. to... So that means she was, not only was people coming to her, but she was asking around about you. Yeah. And um, your your representation matters because mm-hmm. you're representing not just yourself, but also God. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she she saw that, like, hey, you know what? He's talking to other people, so yeah, let me just back Bounce. up. Yeah. Wow. Okay. For me, I had no idea. Right? right. And we laugh about it now. But so after that, like, we went on more dates, a couple more dates. And then we had this idea of, like, all right, cool. Let's take, and this is before we started dating, like, mm-hmm. you're my girlfriend, boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Like, we went back, hey, are you my girlfriend, you my boyfriend? Uh, <laughs> you know, like that, you know. Um, but we were like, all right, let's have this idea of, like, go, let's go out with every brother and sister. Like, she would go out to all the brothers, and I would go out to all the sisters mm-hmm. to take them out on encouragement dates to get our single ministry just... Mm thriving of hey i'm instead of it's a friday night i'm gonna stay in the house it's like no let's go out let's go be the light you know us like four having a double date hanging out laughing having fun we wanted to bring all the people who were like not getting asked out as much Mm -hmm. right like we wanted to do that and i mean covid started to kind of roll slowly rolling in right Mm -hmm. and i think so it was like january 2020 i was like hey can do you want to do you want to be my girlfriend? You know, and I made this big old sign with a bunch of pictures. Um, and so like all my, all a bunch of our friends were there. We went to like South mountain. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's where we went. And like fat man's pass. And, um, I asked her and she already knew she, she already knew she had this note re- ready for me. Mm-hmm. Like she already knew she had her nails painted. Remember she's like, yeah. doesn't, she doesn't paint her nails all the time. Um, and so she had her, she already knew. And I was yeah. like, what? And she was like, yeah, I figured because X, Y, Z. She was like, mm-hmm. she loves that hunt. She's like, oh, I got it. I figured it out. You know? <laughs> and so we did that. And we started dating. And that was a total shock for me. Again, like another shock. Wow. Right? And uh, we were like pure. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know what that meant. Wow. You know? And you didn't know how it looked like, too. I had no idea. Because I didn't you know did the real. opposite of yeah. Um, pure. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. So that was, I mean, not even just that. It was how much do we talk this week mm. she has her own life she is doing yeah. she's trying to go to school for electrical at this time wow. and spanish and she had a lot of stuff going on and she was working and i was like oh okay so our dating and the covid hit like it was a lot of stuff that happened while we were dating but yeah it was tough and it was tough for me just because i was like a disciple and i was like I don't know what this looks like. Mm. And then the guy who baptized me, Floyd, love this dude. He was like, look, bro, your wife is, has a lot of people in her life that love her mm-hmm. and that like look up to her like as a woman of God. Yeah. Don't ruin that. And don't get in the way of her time with other people she wants to study the Bible with. Wow. And it was putting back into perspective of 
remember whose relationship this really is Mm -hmm. it's god's relationship you know and if it's his will then you guys will go further right and i was like all right cool you know so it's like you setting boundaries for the both of you guys let me tell you something about these boundaries (laughs) i come from a world of no boundaries i come from a world of here's my boundary you're in my face now you're about to get hit (laughs) like that's not for male not for male i'm not saying male and female it was like dudes like hey dude you're kind of getting on my nerves yeah slap 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 like that's wow. our boundaries you you entered my bubble mm-hmm. so i never knew boundaries what male and female oh. i didn't know what that meant wow. and my wife's or yeah at the time my girlfriend she's like hey like let's here's some boundaries and i'm like boundaries <laughs> my brain goes oh no i have to do the you're opposite. my girlfriend what are like, you talking about i gotta do the opposite of boundaries uh-huh. i don't like people telling me what to do wow. like hey don't, don't 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 touch that and i'm like oh why remember back to the mm-hmm. why i'm so curious and so I was learning boundaries. I was mm-hmm. learning that. Um, and then I was told, like, here's three things. You have your physical, like, between, you know, your male and female. Mm-hmm. Your physical, you have your emotional, right. and you have your spiritual. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, like, while we were dating, we were trying to balance what that looked like in our in our relationship. Because if we're highly emotional, mm. physical is going to come next. Right. Like, it's just going to happen. Me as a male, my physical was way first right. versus the emotional. But the more emotional we are with one another, the more intimate that we have conversations, mm-hmm. um, feelings start to arise, which is normal. Right. That's we're male. It's natural, mm-hmm. right? But we had to watch that, to be careful of that. Um, if we spent too much time like praying and talking and talking about God with one another mm-hmm. in our spiritual lives, it, it latches on with the emotional which then will come the physical, which then we will get in trouble, mm, right? Like yeah. with, with, with ourselves is what I'm right. saying, those boundaries. Um, and I had to learn what dating, I had to learn what leading a woman looked like in a relationship. Mm. And that got kind of blurry because we live in a place of, don't tell me what to do. Yeah. Like male, like you male, don't tell me what I need to do. And for me, I was like, I don't want to do that. I'm yeah. not your dad. I want you to be your own woman. And my, I'm not saying my wife said this, but I had to learn what that looked like. Yeah. How to lead a woman of God to be, because remember in scripture it says, present your wife mm-hmm. uh, blameless and blemish, like with no blemishes, no blemish. pure. I go, she's not my wife, but I want her to be, but how do I lead her to that? Yeah. Right? And so I'm learning this as a male, like what's it mean? What is my heart really saying? What's my motivation behind dating my wife? Um, things like that. So I had to learn all of that. So our boundaries were, we were just always constantly moving them. And moving them as in that because we wanted to be too lax. But like, because I didn't understand certain things. Wow. Right? I didn't understand her emotional needs. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't understand. And she didn't understand the physical of mine. Okay. And so we had to learn. You know, it was a learning process for both of us. And how did you... How were you able to, like, learn how to wash her in a word? Because mm. the Bible says that you yep. wash your wife in a word and also to love your wife mm. as you love the church. Mm. And I know in the Bible it says, you know, woman, like, res- you know, respect your husband. Give him the respect mm. and the honor. So how was that, you know, dating yeah. and transitioning into marriage? Because you guys were already trying to practice yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, we were. Um, so for dating... It was just a lot of learning, a lot mm-hmm. of reading scripture, a lot of having, um, like, us as a couple talk to an older married couple, mm, like, hanging okay. out and just learning and, oh. 
also asking questions about when they dated like hey what did that look like for you guys like yeah. we're going through this you know and we had that and it was awesome so for me to lead her that way mm -hmm. and like the washing of the word was just my wife's big on if you say it do it mm -hmm. like let's let's make sure that we're following that right yeah. and me i was like okay okay and like learning but it was a lot of failing but a lot of I don't call it a failing failing but like a lot of learning yeah um so I just got deeper in, in in the scripture I got deeper into serving I got deeper into I moved into a brother household which was like six dudes living in one apartment and <laughs> we're all like going to the same church and we're learning I'm learning that I'm learning yeah. what friendships look like in the church um I'm learning how to lead a, like a, a group of guys in a spiritual discussion right and so it was, it was a lot of grace was given. Also, you know, a lot of leading, yeah. too. Like, you're mm -hmm. given that grace to lead, like how you were saying you're the disciple. Mm -hmm. I see that you came out here, you um, you got baptized, yeah. but immediately you started, you know, leading. Mm -hmm. You know, um, not only were you leading men, but you were leading your, um, you know, your girlfriend soon to be wife at yeah. that time. Mm -hmm. And so it's like there is a lot of leading. Yeah. And so how was it for you like how was your own time with, mm -hmm. like with the lord did you yeah. even have that time? oh yeah it was fire okay. it was it's how the only reason i could and it, it, i don't i don't want to get it twisted either like the idea of me leading was a lot of me just following mm -hmm. jesus yeah it was a lot of humility yeah. you know a lot of yo i don't know what i'm doing mm -hmm. hey have this hard conversation with this person yeah got you you know, because my heart's saying this about this person. I need to have that talk with them. It was a lot of asking those older disciples, hey, guys, like, I don't know what I'm doing. I feel like this, you know. Um, it was a lot of scripture, a lot of reading scripture, and a lot of storytelling. So it, my acting, I actually stopped. When at the day I got, um, two weeks before I got baptized, I... I'm sorry, two months before I got baptized. Mm -hmm. I, I walked into the church. I did this acting thing, and I had to act like... Um, so the lead evangelist was preaching about communication. He was like, right. hey, his wife was... She went to, like, Harvard, Yale. She was very sophisticated. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of... She was a lot of poets. She was a poet. She was awesome. Mm -hmm. And she was like, hey, let's do this, this skit. And I was like, all right, sweet. And it was the first time I was actually in the midweek, in on the Wednesday night, like, in the church... And no one really knew who I was. I wasn't even dating my wife, so I'm going way back. Sorry. Um, but it made sense of what I'm about to say. The day like, we walked in, and I had to like, hey, where's Tamara at? And that was her name. And I had to like make a scene about mm -hmm. getting louder and louder. And I was like, hey, you said you were going to pick me up for church. She's like, no, I didn't. I said I was going to, you should come to church. And I was like, no, I sat outside waiting for you. And like, I kept getting gradually louder as the preacher was talking. Mm -hmm. So it's his wife that I'm talking to. Right. And we said, only us three knew what was going on. And I kept getting loud and I yelled, what a great Christian you really are. And I stormed out of the church. And Floyd was like, all right, pause. And <laughs> do you think that was good communication or bad communication? And we went through this whole series about communication. Wow. But the day that I did that, I went back and checked my phone. I got signed. By my acting agency the same day and i was like all right god so i'm doing this for you mm. i see wow i see right so as that was i was so freaked out i got baptized everything was changing i go i need to pause acting mm -hmm. because i love it so much but it i want to learn more about you in this moment god come to find out two years later 
that's not what it was a season mm-hmm. there was a season I just needed to put something on pause and it was my acting because I needed to get my heart right yeah. I needed to get my soul my mind right and part of that was the leading it was mm-hmm. the here be a servant okay. to be a leader is to be a servant yeah. is all that really means that is true right and so I had to learn about that and doing that in a dating relationship was very hard Wow. It was, how do I be a servant to what my girlfriend needs? Well, that means less time with me. <laughs> you know, like, you know, and I, I didn't like that. <laughs> I didn't like it at all. And I was very selfish. Humble much? Yeah, I was very selfish, you wow. know. And I, we would have conversations and she was like, look, I just need this. And I was like, what about me? <laughs> like. <laughs> Die to yourself, DJ. Yeah. And I was like, I'm good. Like, I don't want to. Like, but I needed to. And she, because it's what she needed. And. I don't know how to like if something's wrong you'll see it on my face mm-hmm. right i don't know how to hide, hide it. it yeah i'm like she's like saying these things that she needs about like with school and with work she's like yeah we'll probably have to spend like i'm making up this time because i don't really You're remember right. the time but it was like we'll have to only spend like an hour this week together i go that's not that's not gonna work and i would say things like that like out loud and i'm very reactive and so like i had to learn you know and grow and give her the space that she needed you know transitioning the marriage it's the same thing yeah it's no different um and don't act like it's not going it's it, it's my wife now mm-hmm. so now i'm like even more obligated you know to do to those give things her the time to that love she her needs. right to bring um, it back to what you were saying about right. like the scripture says i should love my wife as i as jesus did the mm-hmm. church right what that is is sacrificial, that's agape, that's yeah. all of it, right? And what my wife needs, you know, in those times, I need to be loving, I need to be patient, right? Yeah. I need to be encouraging. Um, all the things, the fruits of the Spirit, wow. you know, have is what I need to bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of where that transition of leading. So for me, I had no idea what it meant to lead as a husband. Yeah. I was like, I don't feel like telling you what to do. You're grown, right? And But I, I thought I did sometimes. I was like, hey, we're going to do this. And I was like, why are we doing this? And she was like looking at me all sideways. And I was like, yeah, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. It's mm-hmm. the same being humble, asking wow. questions. So I'm going to like kind of shift mm-hmm. back to the discipleship. Yeah. Um, as a leader, as a husband, mm-hmm. knowing you're in a place where you work at, um, with a lot of men mm-hmm. upstairs mm-hmm. and um, you have these men in different walks of life how do you um, how do you encourage these men yeah. without showing or saying that you are a believer yeah yeah um, it's definitely leading mm-hmm. by example right, right? Um, I have there's a friend of mine he's we work together mm-hmm. like you know and he in started, acting or no here okay in school cool. he started telling me about like his walk mm-hmm. with god and how his girlfriend and you know brought him to the church and wow. so for that it's like he would come in in the mornings i would come in in the mornings we would read some scripture i'd tell him about the scripture he'd tell me about a scripture oh that is so and, exciting yeah i was fired <laughs> i was fired up and like when i mean fired up it was like dope we have this protective circle around mm. us right of foreign invaders right but yeah. with the men i realized like that is who i am mm-hmm. right some of the stories they tell it's just 
me without God. Yeah. And I realized that. I'm like, oh, cool, it's me without God. Um, so I look at them the same way that I would. I'm like, hey, dude, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't say, hey, you're doing things wrong. I ask more questions. It's being yeah. more, asking more questions. And if they ask me the question of, like, I'd say, hey, this is, know, this is how you get women. And I'd be like, oh, cool, like, yada, yada, yada. I'd ask more questions. And if they say, hey, D, how did you get your wife? And I'm like, oh, there's, this is what we did. And, you know, <laughs> we didn't have sex until we were married. Like, and we would have, I would talk, like, what? And we'd have these conversations, wow. right? It's, for me, I find it encouraging when I don't look back at my past and say, yeah, like glorify it. Like, yeah, this is how it's done, right? Like, I'm like, yeah. no, because I understand how much I was in bondage, yeah. right? I was literally in chains. In chains, I was a slave to my sin, mm-hmm. right? Like Paul says, coming forward, no, dude, this is how I did it. Yeah, It was only through God, right? Through his grace, you know, through mm-hmm. Jesus. And that's the only way I was able to break those chains. You know, I can see now here at work, Sometimes, I, not that I get swayed back and forth because my foundation is built yeah. on a strong foundation, mm-hmm. but it's the laziness. I'm lazy sometimes of, that's a tough conversation I really don't want to have today. Oh, you have those yeah. moments. Yo. Wow. It's real. That's what mm-hmm. we do as believers. We believe in Jesus, so we know that's the way. But sometimes I'm like, Holy Spirit, I need you to like, I need the help. I need right. some help, you know? And sometimes I have to walk away from certain conversations because I can't have those, yeah. you know? And it's, it's all about your discernment. Yeah. Like, knowing which conversation to actually speak up and mm-hmm. say something. And then also knowing that sometimes walking away is is also a win, too. Yeah. And um, so I've learned that, too. And so we're just going to close up. And I... I do want to have you on again because yeah. I really want to go more into marriage. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but today I just had you kind of like talk about okay. your um, discipleship, mm-hmm. you being a disciple and, yeah. you know, the way you're leading um, disciples and also your marriage, which is a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, but what is one thing that you, uh, any wisdom and encouragement that you would want to share with the cleaning crew on um, just being um who they are mm-hmm. as some of them who are listening are single yeah. there's you know in this season of singleness dating yeah. um like what is your encouragement or wisdom to them my encouragement or wisdom uh would be if you're doing it for god mm. it will god will bless that wow. he will bless that if you're single be single for god he'll bless that Ooh. you know if you're dating date for god and he will bless that if you're married be married for God and he will bless that. Wow. Um, enjoy each other. Enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're single, hey, date yourself. Hey. Go out go out on dates with yourself. Um, have fun with yourself. Learn who you mm-hmm. are. Um, learn you have that. If, hey, this is me with God. This is me without God. There's a big difference. Um, if you're dating, you know. You know when you're, when you're about to get into some trouble. Um, but if you do it for God, mm-hmm. you would understand that the Spirit will prompt you in that yes yeah and if you're a man i'm gonna tell you this right now um protect your your girlfriend or your whoever's purity protect your purity between you and god because that's don't bring skeletons into your marriage yeah yeah wow so you guys you guys have heard it from dj peeper y'all it's been an amazing time Mm -hmm. and um you guys if you have social media 
please go ahead and follow him. Um, he does have his um, Instagram. His Instagram. Yeah. So go ahead, share it. Yeah. Uh, so you can follow. It's my acting page, and you will follow me at Peeper Acting, and that's P I E P E R Acting. So same with the website, uh, PeeperActing.com. You'll see all my awesome movies and uh, fun headshots and videos there. Yes, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. We appreciate it. And don't worry. We will have DJ back on. Uh, it may be on the podcast or maybe the YouTube channel because I really hey. want people to see um, the faces of the guests that's on my um, on the podcast. And also, this is just such a great conversation to help you guys clean out some things like what DJ was talking about. Like sometimes... You don't have to just go out and date outside. Find someone in church. Take them on an encouragement date. Like that is that is one cool and an amazing new cleaning tip. I have not even come across that. That is just so yeah. smart. Like, <laughs> man. And so you guys remember to stay tuned for the next content dropping um, in the next couple, what, two weeks because it's dropping every other week. So thank you guys so much, and I appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Peace out, A-Town. <laughs>